Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is the you need to know brought to you by our friends from Magvisor Pro. And we've been getting some questions coming in. And just as we were getting ready to record, we got the perfect question to ask the two of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we both got excited about it. So it's a good one. Yeah, when you got two agronomists geek out on like, oh, hey, this is actually a great question. There's a there's some technicality in it, but it, at the same time, it's kind of simple. So what is that question, Jason? Well, we got from the middle of the state of North Dakota, out by McCluskey. And uh, the question is, what is the best herbicide option to kill weeds like seedling to three-inch tall kochia in wheat that is just emerging? That's a great question. That's so the- this is... This is this is all about the magical timing, right? It's the There's, year of the burn down. Yeah, it is the year of the burn down or the year of the mist burn down, <laughs> which is kind of what this sounds like. Yeah, it <laughs> does. Which, which it happens. Uh, you know what? Just just painting up how this year's gone for us, most of us in North Dakota, and I think it's gone the same for a lot of farms in Western Canada too. Is it has been wet? It's late. It is a cool and wet spring, and we are taking advantage of any good going conditions as far as field conditions go to go plant and seed. Yeah. And, and so you're not focused on burn down. You're not focused on the pre-emerge stuff. I mean, we should try to keep our focus there, but you only have so many man hours. You only have so many tractors and people and time to do things. And so, well, you got to have a crop in the ground to actually make a crop. And so... This wet weather and when it gets warmer in late spring, things pop out of the ground faster than anticipated and just taking a crack at it. But I'm assuming that's where this is coming into play is that they didn't do their burn down and they've got kochia anywhere from just emerging little button fuzzy kochia to three inch round slash tall kochia. Yeah. But their leaf, it's very- but, but yeah, their wheat is just emerging. Yep. Which is very common. We had a couple days here uh, recently that got very warm. And with the moisture that's underneath, uh, things popped out of the ground fairly quick. So it's kind of kind of pigeonhole you a little bit when it's just emerging because there's some things you probably could have done that you no longer can, and there's some things that you're not too far away from that you could do. Right. So we'll kind of walk. We'll walk through. We'll walk through the legal options. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll put it that way. How about? <laughs> Right. There, there gets to be some gray space in, in labeling on trying to, how do you interpret some of those things? But yeah. but the, the list is relatively small when you're talking about just emerging. And so I think we break it down into the few products that you can apply as the crop emerges. And then the few products, once you have one leaf on. And now mind you, that's yeah. not that long of a wait if you have to wait for one collared leaf to show up. So yeah. there's that too. But, but emergence mean, what, what products can we use, Jason? Well, the first one that came to my mind in this scenario, and there's going to be pros and cons to using it, is that one, with the emergence, your burn down generally contains glyphosate. That's now kicked out. And we, this is this year in particular, there's been quite a bit of dicamba used as a burn down because of, it looks like the last year's kochia seed in that dry environment produced a lot of seed. And with the moisture we have this year, we have a tremendous pressure, a lot of it out there. So you can still use dicamba uh, in this scenario. And even if it's emerging, um, just poking through, you can go, I uh, believe here in the States, you get still have a, a four ounce legal rate to use. And, yes. and you can still use it. The challenge uh, is going to be is that you're going to be alone 
dicamba alone. There's no other helpers that you've got in there. And in this question, you've got anything from small and seedling, which is fine, up to three inch tall, which at a four ounce rate, we are going to struggle with that tall. Of that was plant. that was exactly my thought is four ounces of dicamba is great when it's paired with glyphosate in burn down because it's not by itself. It's only aiding the glyphosate in burning things down. And, and you can control a lot with glyphosate and four ounces of dicamba in the spring when things are small and actively growing. But yeah, just to your point, it's by itself. And now dicamba by itself at four ounces really isn't a lot of dicamba. No. And and that just doesn't do a lot. And, and maybe the little seedling emerging stuff to, it's got to be small for that to work. Otherwise, it's it's just not going to really pan out there. And so that, that leads to the other product, which does depend on size and rate you use, is bromoxanil. Bromoxanil can be applied at emergence all the way up to, I believe it's the boot stage. And so bromoxanil... Uh, I don't know if Bucktrail still exists, the the straight Bayer name brand product, but uh, I think Winfield United's got one called Moxie. I think, uh, I don't know if it's UPL or New Farm have just like a Bermoxanil, something like that. And there might be some other straight Bermoxanil products that exist out there, but that actually has pretty decent activity on kosher. But again, the kosher has got to be small. Yeah. And and you can really enhance Bermoxanil performance in this scenario by uh, a couple things. One is going to be, uh, if you're used to that very common pint rate, you're probably going to have to move to a higher rate if that's the product you want to use. And then you're going to have to do all the things that make bromoxanil awesome. And that is water volume and coverage. And we've, we've talked about that in previous episodes, but that's the key thing along with a fairly sunny day because it's a photo system type product. You don't have yeah, the advantages. It's a, it's a, yeah. You don't have it's a photosystem it, inhibitor, so it needs actively sunny growing conditions to really work well. Yep. Dicamba's advantage is it, it is systemic, but we're limited by rate. Here, there really isn't too many things we have to worry about with bromoxanil other than you've got to up your water. You've probably got to go to maybe a more of a medium-sized droplet and, uh, yeah, pick your nice, warm, sunny day. And I've had good luck with it. Is it and, kind of an odd time to spray that? Yeah, it's... You probably are going to go for the third option that's out there, uh, which is kind of wait till that first leaf because then you can draw in some more horsepower, I think. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And so one leaf comes out and that opens up, uh, it opens up a way different window for particularly one herbicide that has bromoxanil in it that will work extremely well. And that would be Husky and Husky Complete can both be applied once that first true leaf is exposed and out there. So you actually have one collar on the wheat plant and then you've got the little leaf coming through the sheath there. If you wait for that stage, you can use Husky. Now that's a way, way better kosher product than straight bromoxanil by itself. And that is the active ingredient is bromoxanil and pyrosulfatol. So it's probably named something else in Canada and I've heard it before. I just can't remember it, but I, I actually use quite a bit of it. I like it because I can come in earlier because I actually want to target those smaller weeds. In this in this scenario, if you're already at three inch tall kosher, you're going to have some pretty big stuff there. If you wait till your traditional three leaf on your wheat crop timing that allows you to use things like fluoxapyr and you can get into using combination products that contain bromoxanil, fluoxapyr, 
uh, 24D or MCP, that type of thing. Um, in my market, I, I could wait till one leaf and use uh, something that contains sulfuron, but most of my kosha is group two resistant. Right. So I'm not going to even consider that. If I did, I'd have to put it in with something else, which we looked up another product that we thought maybe would fit in there, but the, the wording was so different and that was AIM. Right. And, and that's where I mentioned that labels can be confusing sometimes and it's hard to interpret what a label truly means. Now, AIM is truly one of those things that we've both always understood that you could use from burn down uh, pretty much till the boot stage again in wheat. Now, you can speckle wheat with AIM. That's kind of its MO. Oh, yeah. That that happens. But now you look at the label and it says the wheat should be four inches tall. Well, that's pretty vague. Usually you need to have a stage to understand you know, when you, when you put it out there. And so, so anyways, that's what we mean by that. There's a, uh, there's another thing I was thinking of too, is one common issue I see you're going to run into when you're out applying these early in crop is you're probably going to be spraying a late in crop too. So I'm guessing that your foxtail, pigeon grass, wild oats, uh, any of your other grasses probably aren't up yet. And so you're going to be needing to come in later to spray an in crop. So you're probably, if you're going to wait till one leaf, you're applying Husky by itself. If you're spraying at emergence, you're spraying dicamba or bromoxanil or maybe the tank mixture of the two by just by themselves. But what's one thing that little seedling kosha, what, what's one trait that that plant has when it's small like that? It's got a lot of pubescence on it, right? It's got a lot of leaf hairs, yeah. all that. So you, you, you're going to need to add something to that to try to reduce the surface tension of the spray droplets that are out there. And what I mean is you need to add a non-ionic surfactant to really get down to the leaf surface of that kosher plant to get, if it's the bromoxanil, if it's the, the husky, uh, whatever the herbicide is, when they're going in as solo products, they generally don't have a lot of surfactant in them. And, and you may say, well, Hey, if I'm tank mixing stuff, if I'm taking, uh, my in crop, you know, let's say I wait and use husky in crop and I didn't have any weedy issues earlier. Uh, I'm using husky. Maybe this is where you're adding, uh, you know, like a propiconazole fungicide. Maybe you're adding an insecticide. Maybe you're adding some MCP or 2,4-D. Maybe you're adding a grass product like fluoroxapir. And so what those all have in common is they're all emulsifiable concentrate herbicides. And so that's just saying it's a petroleum based product that was emulsified to mix in water so not all the petroleum or oil and that stuff sat on top so that emulsifying agent is actually a surfactant so when you tank mix multiple products like three or more products that are ecs together you get plenty of surfactant because it's part of the formulation of those products but when you just do one product by itself you don't have a lot of surfactant in that product and so it helps to add more non-ionic surfactant to loosen the surface tension of that water, that spray droplet, and it'll spread and it'll actually penetrate through the leaf hairs and not get caught on top of the leaf hairs. So that makes a big difference too. So you got to think about the adjuvant when you're doing solo products. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, if you're, if you're never sprayed, if you're used to spraying a, uh, bromoxanil MCP, that's a totally different product than just straight bromoxanil. You get, you get, you're getting a lot of help there from the, the MCP. I mean, there's holes. I mean, this, this question says weeds like kosher well you know there's other weeds out there bromoxanil is going to have some holes dicamba has some holes right so that's why the burn down is that important and uh 
that's why we're probably in this in this scenario with this question, which is it's a very real question this year. It's going to be very interesting to see how the year progresses. Right. And I think that covers it for this question. I, I think uh, we took a simple question and added some more to it, but there really is just to summarize this. There's only a few products you can use dicamba or straight bear moxnil right at emergence. It's a pretty short list or you wait for one leaf to come up and then Husky becomes an option. And that's a way more suitable option to cover a lot of holes. It's probably a, well, it's an overall better product for Kosha. And then also mind you, when you're going out with solo products, surfactants make a difference. And we explained why there earlier. So with that, I'd say that's the we need to know this week. Yeah. We'll see you guys. There's the we need to know. <laughs>